This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Eight, one. Hit me. Um. Well, you know, the dog, That's if right. it's a female. In real life, Jay-Z would have said, hello, officer, boom, boom, boom. And then. <laughs> oh, God. The so That's if horrible. you guys want to know why we're playing that song, it's because for the today's quickie, I'm going to be telling you all about a case called Rodriguez versus the United States. And it's about this new rule that the Supreme Court created that decides when y- the police have violated your Fourth Amendment rights using a drug sniffing dog or in well, in this case, it was drug sniffing dog, but it could be a dog that is looking for some type of contraband in your vehicle. So, let me break it down for you. Um, the name of the case is Rodriguez versus the United States. The outcome of the case was the court said, "quote A seizure for a traffic violation justifies a police investigation of that violation, not more." And authority for the seizure ends when the tasks tied to the traffic infraction are or reasonably should have been completed. So what does that mean? Um, Well, that means that traffic stops have to be reasonably short unless there is some type of additional reasonable suspicion of some other crime and that the police cannot use a stop as another reason to conduct an extraneous investigation into something else. Uh, More specifically, Justice Ginberg said in her opinion, which she wrote for the court, that officers can not prolong a traffic stop just to perform a drug sniffing dog search drug uh, sorry, dog sniffing drug search without more without some kind of reasonable suspicion so how did this case come about let me give you some background some facts this happened in Nebraska there was an officer police officer his name was Morgan Strubble and he was driving alone he had his drug sniffing dog in the car with him and he saw Mr. Rodriguez's car drift over the shoulder line and then jerk back onto the road so he pulled over uh, Mr. Rodriguez and he asked Mr. Rodriguez, why did you serve? And Mr. Rodriguez said he swerved to avoid a pothole. And then he took out his license and his registration and his proof of insurance. And he gave them to Officer Struble, who then went back to his patrol car to check on all of these things and make sure everything was legitimate. The officer then returned to Rodriguez's car and he began to question one of the people who was sitting in the passenger seat. And he went back to his patrol car in order to run a records check on the passenger to make sure this person was not wanted uh, or had an outstanding warrant for anything. And at the same time, he also radioed for backup officer. Um, at this time, Officer Strubble had apparently decided he was already going to t- conduct a dog sniff around the car, but he wanted to have another officer there for safety. With the second records check still coming up negative, the officer went back to the car again. He finished writing him the warning ticket, and then he asked the Mr. Rodriguez if he could walk the dog around the car. Of course, Mr. Rodriguez said, no, I do not consent to the search. And Struble decided that he was going to order him out of the car and, surprise, do it anyway. <laughs> and guess what? Surprise, meth in the car. Oh. Whoa. Damn, meth, though? Oh, yeah. God. So, Rodriguez argued that his Fourth Amendment rights would be, had been violated. And what he said was because the traffic stop had ended when the officer came back over and handed him the ticket and there was no independent reasonable suspicion to suggest that he might have any drugs in the car, that when the traffic stop ended, the seizure ended. And therefore, the police officer could not continue to hold him there to wait for this backup officer in order to conduct this dog search. That because the traffic infraction was over and there was no independent reasonable suspicion, That was it. And he should have been able to drive away. So the Supreme Court sort of agreed. And I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I'm going to just go back to exactly what the Supreme Court said about the Fourth Amendment when it comes to traffic stops and these kinds of sniff searches. 
in the decision, Justice Ginsburg wrote that a traffic co- stop can become unlawful if it is prolonged beyond the time which is reasonably required to complete the mission of the traffic stop itself, which in this case would have been writing the ticket. Um, in this case, because Officer Struble agreed that he had gotten all the reasons for the stop out of the way, meaning he had made the stop, he had checked the license, the registration, no warrants had come back, he had come back over and he had wrote the ticket before he decided to conduct the sniff that once, because the stop had already been completed, the dog sniff was no good and they threw out the dog sniff. Now, however, and this is where I'm going to get back to, which is something I was explaining to Selena on the phone the other night and I want to make very clear to you. There's law for all of us and then there's how this outcome of this case affects Mr. Rodriguez specifically. So when it comes to law for all of us, this new rule applies to all of us. It's a blanket rule. It essentially says if there's no independent reasonable suspicion that you may have drugs in the car, once the traffic stop ends, any holding you in order to get a drug dog to come down or in order to get a backup officer to come down while you conduct a stop would be an unconstitutional seizure because the traffic stop had ended. However, for Mr. Rodriguez, uh, this case may not be as big of a quote-unquote win as it looks. And this is because the court sent this case back down to the lower court to determine if there was independent reasonable suspicion to believe that he had drugs in the car. So, for example, and I'm just hypothesizing here because I don't know the actual facts of the lower court case, um, if the officer, say, would have smelled marijuana, then the officer may have had independent reasonable suspicion in order to conduct a drug search. Um, Or in this case, if the officer may have had some reason, articulable reason to believe that there was methamphetamine in the car. And so that's exactly what the court says, is that we're going to say that altogether the search was unconstitutional based on holding him beyond the traffic stop because the traffic violation had ended. However, we're going to send this back to the lower court to decide if the police actually had independent reasonable suspicion. So for Mr. Rodriguez, it may not work out that well because the Mm. lower court may decide that independently of the Fourth Amendment violation, the police officer actually had some suspicion to believe there was drugs in the car. And if the court, uh, you know, hears testimony from the officer and believes the officer that he did, then Mr. Rodriguez's case may be reinstated. But at least with respect to all the rest of us, um, we have to understand that, you know, as long as the traffic stop is completed and there's no additional reason why an officer would believe that you're carrying some kind of contraband in your car, then that's it. You can drive away. And if you're detained any longer, that's considered a, an illegal seizure. That's pretty fair. Here's my question about the case. So you said that the officer first asked Rodriguez to do a, a, um, a dog sniffing search. That's correct. And then he denied it and he did it anyway. Why did he even ask if he was like, you know, what I'm saying like, uh, do they is it proper protocol to ask well, and then protocol. abide by it? I mean, no, like, how did, why did he ask? And, and this then is that like happened standard. Like uh, I, I almost said NYPD, but like standard police procedure, which is they usually try and get your consent, because if you consent to a search, then you can't really go back and argue later that the search was unconstitutional. So an officer is trained to always first try and get you to consent. And the crazy thing is so many people do consent. And people sometimes consent to searches even when they have drugs, which I don't understand. So the first, and and, and I always tell people as a general rule, and I can't give anybody specific legal advice because I don't represent any of you. You know, I can give you just general legal information. But as a general rule, I never consent to searches if I'm not, I mean, me or I generally tell people like, don't consent to a search. You have a, you know, like you have a right. Right. And I also tell people a lot of times when the police ask you, can we search? To me, that 
sometimes tips me off that they don't have any independent reasonable suspicion. And so they're first asking you uh, so that they'll see if you'll consent. Uh, On other occasions, though, I've spoken to people I know that are officers who say, no, it's standard procedure. We always ask for you to consent first because you would be surprised at how many people just say, yeah, you can search my vehicle. And then I, you know, I can just go do it because they said I could. Do they have the authority to search you even if you don't want it, even if you deny it and say no, like that happened in this case? Well, they do if they have either reasonable suspicion to believe that a crime may be committed or that you may have been committing a crime or they actually have probable cause that a crime has been committed or somebody says that you have drugs in the car. So, yes, um, in, in certain circumstances, uh, that's what I think people forget about the Fourth Amendment. It doesn't say that you have the right to be free from searches and seizures. It says you have the right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures. And there's a lot more complicated laws about that, about, you know, whether you even have a right to privacy in certain things, because for example, like you have no risk right to private. Like it's not a search if you put something out there in public, right? Like you have a right to privacy in your vehicle to a certain extent. You have a right to privacy in your home. Um, but if you can't manifest a reasonable expectation of privacy, then the Fourth Amendment actually doesn't apply at all. And there's many different circumstances where the Supreme Court has said no expectation of privacy exists. That's a little more complicated and beyond sort of what we're discussing here today. I mean, not really beyond it. It's it's important for what we're discussing today. Unfortunately, we just don't have the time to get into those detailed uh, laws. But I have written some articles about that. So if you're interested, I know that there's an article that I wrote about that on Forward Progressives, and I can um, send that to Selena, and maybe we can get that up on the forward, on uh, the Be Heard website so that you could check that out. Definitely. Oh, wow. So we learned a lot today. Stanley, any feedback on that? Reasons. <laughs> just Stanley's reasons. like, I'm getting searched no matter what. Yeah. Right. Doesn't even matter if they, I consent or they not. They asked to search me after they've shot me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, do you have a gun on you? Uh, I'm dying, sir. Can I have an ambulance? Yes. You don't need Oops, an ambulance. thought it was my taser. Yep. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> well, P- Police Brutality Bloopers, Volume 77. But thousand. Yeah. 77,000. <laughs> At this point. Oh, God, it's depressing, guys. Please it really is. But you know what? Th- this was a, a, at least a, at least a partial win for us. Um, SCOTUS got it right in this I case. I mean, people have asked me really what the big deal is. And when it comes down to it is when the Supreme Court reviews anything, they're balancing the right of law enforcement versus the individual rights of people. And so people have asked me, like, who has won in this situation? Um, and it definitely wasn't Rodriguez uh, because, <laughs> you know, he has to still go back to the lower court and see what the outcome is. Poor brown be, man. But, uh, you know, well, if meth, you want to talk so. really about winners and losers, I mean, this just creates an extra step for the police to have to, you know, another rule that the police have to follow. And it protects our individual rights that are guaranteed to us by the Bill of Rights in the U.S. Constitution. So I think it's a win for the people. Right. A win for the people. And on that note, unfortunately, we have to say bye to you guys. You're the people. We're the people. They can't see you, Selena. Um, well, I'm still saying goodbye. They can hear me say it. And guys, don't worry if you miss the you miss parts of the show or you just want to hear it again. You can always subscribe to our podcast via iTunes or Stitcher at LYVBH Radio. So that's what it's called at iTunes. And what is it called? Stitcher. And w- is it the same name, LYVBH Radio? Yes. Okay, so definitely subscribe there. It'll show us how much you love us and appreciate it. And we'll definitely love you back for that. Remember to check out our website, www.lyvbh.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, be heard underscore radio, and continue to make your voice heard. We'll be back next week, guys. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs>